Isn't that beautiful? I love the uh, fireworks and I love the song. Hey, Patriots, I'm Melissa Red Pill, the world. I'm glad to see you. This is Freedom Force Battalion. We're at freedomforce.live. I'll show you that in just a second. Someone had shared this and I thought, you know, I wonder how many of you guys know that beautiful song is joyful, joyful. We adore thee. God of glory, Lord of love. Hearts unfold like flowers before the opening to the sun above. That's what that song is about. It says, melt the clouds of sin and sadness, drive the dark of doubt away. Giver of immortal gladness, fill us with the light of day. That is the song, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee. And they play that all the time on a celebratory time. when they're trying to do some celebratory music, oh, we are the great champions. Well, that's exactly what we're experiencing. This is what's happening. If you guys are new here, this is the Freedom Force Battalion. Freedomforce.live is our site. And we talk about how this is biblical. Literally, this is the day we're being set free from these creeps. And I'm going to show you that. We're going to talk about devolution today. We're going to talk about basically Operation Warp Speed and what that means and why President Trump is always um, trying to focus our attention on it. And a lot of times we, we don't because we're, you know, you know, talking about the shot and we don't want to take the shot, but I want to show you what devolution uh, came up with in his most recent post. And I hope I can do it justice. I'm going to make sure that you have all the links to it so that you can do it, the research yourself. But yeah, so um, that's definitely join, join with us all on freedomforce.live. And this is the book that I wrote end times and a thousand years of peace. So definitely check it out. If you haven't read it, share it with your family and friends. <clears throat> because this is the this is the truth. This is the truth about end times. It's the end of them and a thousand years of peace for us. And so what's happening is um, you'll see here all the social media. You'll see um, the Telegram, the BitChute, the Rumble, the Snapchat, on all the places that we are. And I have several people who have, have said they want to help. And I'm just everybody hang on tight because I've got so many people to respond to. Um, so here are the categories of the videos. Like, like I said, 600. So definitely check into those. You'll just really love it um, because it's just so much about how this is biblical in a very good way it's it's not like they told us and scared us about but yes i'm sporting my new my my pillow slippers it's 30 something degrees today i think right right at 30 degrees which it's not normally that that cold here but i'm like i'm pulling out my new my slippers uh, my pillow slippers that i just got from uh, my pillow so and also every time i wear them my feet are toasty and i'm supporting our wonderful mike lindell very very thankful for him so definitely check it out, mypillow.com. My, uh, the promo code is Melly. Get a discount using the promo code Melly. Now, um, I actually, you hear, I still have this stupid sniffle. And I, what it is, this is the sad face I make when I realize that I'm allergic <laughs> to my cats. They're so sweet and they're so, they just love loving on mama. But I realized I've had like four allergic reactions and I'm thinking, I'm starting to think, I don't know. I'm trying to stay away from them to see if I can get well. And actually last night I could actually sleep because before I wasn't able to sleep and I love them to pieces, but I can't go like that anyway. So that's, <laughs> so I'm sorry ahead of time. If I sound uh, real scratchy and rough. Um, yeah, I'm working on trying to get hundred percent better and I'm not playing with the kid cats anyway. All right. So let's go. So this is the devolution number part number 15. And so the first thing he hits, uh, the first hit off the bat is he talks, talks about, you know, President Trump left office ostensibly, right? That's what it appears. And he, <laughs> they can't do anything. 
they have moved him from office. They think for sure they'll be able to, to run the world and everything they do just blows up in their face. They can't get any, anything accomplished. So he goes into this. I'll make sure you have the, the link, but it's patelpatriot.substack.com slash p slash devolution dash part dash 15. Consider their actions. They did successfully steal the 2020 election. Okay, they stole it. And we're, we're fighting to get it back, but they stole it. They censored the conservative viewpoints. We know that. They uh, suppressed the facts that were damaging to them. We know that. Um, just so you know, I, I just posted this today on our Telegram that the uh, Ukraine is is uh, is uh, <laughs> um, uh, bringing, bringing basically Biden into court. I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> you know, it'll be interesting. They don't really care. They are going to. Uh, to go against Biden, whether he appears in court or not for his crimes against the people of Ukraine. Uh, number four, successful infiltration of MAGA to provoke the incident that occurred January 6th, right? And they branded us as terrorists. They've been successful in all these things. Successful flip of the U.S. Senate and the successful hold of the House of Representatives. Looks like they are just riding high, right? All this. Number six, the successful inauguration of Biden everything should be going their way but look they can't get anything done it's, it's just remarkable when you really think about it and so we need to focus on the wins because sometimes we can just so focus on on things that are not going the way we want them to and so we always have to look at the glass half full look at this they failed to pass restrictive gun control thank you lord they haven't been able to do that they failed to pass the build back better plan with the pro-communist uh, parts. They failed to pass the Green New Deal and to stack the Supreme Court and to stop the 2020 election audits. They failed to stop the uh, AUK-US deal. They failed to stop the F-35 sales to Japan. They failed to stop the military aid to Taiwan. They failed to secure mineral rights to Afghanistan. They failed to impeach President Trump twice. They failed to implement U.S. vaccine passports and mandates and continue to do so, right? They failed to keep Chinese products flowing into the U.S. smoothly, hurting the Chinese economy. They failed to, failed to implement a U.S. social credit system. Thank you, Lord. They failed to stop alternative social media platforms. Thank you, Lord. We have you know, Telegram and all these other places, even though they banned us from Twitter. They just removed um, Marjorie Taylor Greene this morning. Um, but, you know, right in the middle of an election, <laughs> I think I've seen this movie before, right? Um, failure to prevent the collapse of China's real estate market, right? We just, that just happened. And that's, look at this. If they were in control, all this wouldn't be happening. They failed to demolish the Trump, the wall Trump built, and they failed to close Gitmo. I want to show you this real quick from our wonderful um, uh, Catherine Herridge. And uh, so she's always got something great to tell. Check it out. What you see here on the ground, Deborah, is there's no indication that the military process, the legal. I think I'm going to have to record that. Hold on real quick. I got it going for you. What you see here on the ground, Deborah, is there's no indication that the military process, the legal process, is going to shut down anytime soon. About 100 yards uh, across the buildings that are in front of me, down into Camp Justice, there is a major construction project going on. They are, in fact, building another courthouse, and they are expanding the workspace for the handling of classified materials 
by the prosecution. This is a big project. It's over $15 million. So all of that goes to these interesting optics that here on the island, they're expanding the military legal process with physically a new courthouse, while at the same time in Washington, the administration is talking about shutting down the detention camps. Hmm. But they're not. <laughs> but they can't. And <laughs> Biden can't get it done. It's amazing. So what does that tell you? And this is what devolution is about, is that that there are people running things that it's not who we think they are, who, you know, with 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 the mainstream media tells us. And that basically devolution means that if um, our country has been hijacked by a foreign entity, namely China, from this covid act of war and this where they've taken over the, our elections, stolen the election that we would have a continuity of government, COG, that would run our government uh, outside of the, the normal, normal ones who are running it. Okay. So I know that's not the best way to, but that's the best way I can say it. It's, this is not who you, you know, Biden's not running the thing. Uh, Austin, the secretary of defense is not running the thing. Clearly, clearly they're not. And they cannot stop what president Trump is doing because he's, He's still the president. That's just all there is to it. That's just all there is to it. Anyway, so yeah, so he's got all these things they failed to do this. They failed to do, you can read, you know, failed to stop the dormant investigation, failed to stop the courts from issuing preliminary injunctions against that stop the vaccine mandates, failed to bring indictment against Trump, failed to hold the House and Senate, all these things. All right. So um, then as you go on, he's got this very interesting thing called a Judas goat. Interesting. I've never heard that term until uh, Patel Patriot said um, it, and it's in Wikipedia. A Judas goat is trained goat used in general animal herding. The Judas goat is trained to associate with sheep and cattle, leading them to a specific destination. In stockyards, a Judas goat will lead sheep to slaughter while its own life is spared. Judas goats are also used to lead other animals to specific pens and onto trucks. So that there are people who are in with the uh, with the cabal operatives that are leading them to do certain things and that and it's continually causing them to fail. Basically, is what his premise is. And I think he's right. They've infiltrated and, they, and then President Trump has them leading them to slaughter, leading the evil ones to slaughter. And this is really biblical. It talks about that them that they would uh, that they would, you know. And also that they would turn on each other. But that. Um, the, you know, they would, they have no idea. And then our, our, the person who's in there, this Judas goat ends up telling president Trump or the good guys, the white hats, what is going on. So we have the inside information on that. So yeah, they, uh, <laughs> then the problem is they don't know who to trust, which is terrific. <clears throat> All right. So then in January 2017, the White House Office of Science and Technology Pol uh, Policy, the OSTP, released their recommended policy guidance for department development of re review mechanisms for potential pandemic pathogen care and oversight. This was under Obama. Okay. So at that point, Dr. Holdren is a visiting distinguished professor at the CCP connected to this Xinhua, I don't know how you say that, a university. And then Rubenstein serves as the chairman of this board 
at the Xinhua Sim. Dr. Holdren serves as the director of the OSTP under Obama. He was the director of the OSTP when this policy guidance was issued, January 9th, 2017. So they, at that point, they lifted this memorandum. I'm, so, I'm sorry, I didn't say memorandum, I mean memorandum, mem mem moratorium. They lifted this moratorium on the gain of function research. This happened, I want to say January 11, 2017, somewhere in there. They lifted this moratorium. What, is the, what does that mean? You cannot have a the gain of function where it will cause a, a virus to become more deadly against humans. They had a moratorium. They said, you can't do that. That's against the law. You cannot tweak a virus to make it more dangerous, okay? And then January 11th, Fauci, two days later, during this, uh, during a forum on pandemic preparedness at Georgetown U University, he made this statement. Okay, so it was the 9th of January, 2017. Fauci said, no doubt, Trump will face a surprise infectious disease outbreak. They started doing it saying we're, we're going to stop this moratorium and we're going to basically <laughs> telling they're telling us what they're going to do. They're going to tweak the the infectious diseases and they're going to make it where it will harm humanity. OK. And that there's no longer a moratorium on it. Now, don't forget that um, Fauci is the head, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. And he's done so for three decades. He's led the NIA. ID, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, for three decades. All right, so they are doing all this, and then at the same time, they're having all these events, the Harvard Global Health Institute, where they, they talk about pandemic preparedness, Clade X, which was a, a day-long pandemic tabletop exercise, then they had Event 201, remember that was the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, they're doing all this to say, oh, we've got to prepare for a pandemic just in case something happens. Okay, then, okay, fine. Then look, what does President Trump do in response? Okay, these documents obtained by The Intercept contain new evidence that the Wuhan Institute of Viro Virology and the nearby Wuhan University Center for Animal Experiment, along with their co collaborator, the U.S.-based nonprofit e Echo Health Alliance, have engaged in what the U.S government defines as gain-of-function research of concern, intentionally making viruses more pathogenic or transmissible in order to study them, despite stipulations from a U.S. Uh, funding agency that the money could not be used for that purpose. Don't forget, this is all headed up by Fauci, right? Fauci, I don't know if you know, means, I've said it before, remember it means sickle, as in the sickle to destroy humanity. That's his name. So then how, what does the president do? Because he knew, you know, that they were going to do this. He does on September 18th, 2017, he releases his national security strategy. I'm going to read a little bit of it to you. NSS. It says here, <coughs> trying to make it a little bit bigger. He said in this, because he knew what they were going to do. So how, this is our point of, of going over this, this um, Operation Warp Speed. If you were the president and you knew that they were going to tweak a virus and, and against the rules, and they were going to make a virus that was 
harmful to humanity and release it on the people, what would you do? And you can't stop them because they're in, they're in, they've infiltrated the entire world. They run the mainstream media. They all, all this, they're everywhere. What do you do? He had just taken office. What is he going to do? With, okay, he says biological incidents have the potential to cause catastrophic loss of life. Biological threats to the U.S. homeland, whether as the result of deliberate attack, accident, or natural outbreak, are growing and re require actions to address them at their source. Naturally emerging outbreaks of viruses such as Ebola and SARS, as well as the deliberate 2001 anthrax attacks in the United States, demonstrated the impact of biological threats on national security by taking lives, generating economic losses, and contributing to a loss of confidence in government institutions. He knew that they were going to do this and, the, and, the, and all the, these negative effects that would happen because of it. You know, loss of confidence in government, con uh, economic losses, as well as, of course, taking lives. So on September 18th, he issued this memorandum number 14, NSPM 14, Support for National Biodefense. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but basically... Um, this is what that Patriot Patel is saying. It stood out to him. Keep in mind these as we go forward. The role given to the assistant to the president of National Security Affairs, the app, app NSA, okay, also known as the U.S. National Security Advisor. This is important because the security advisor is he is who Trump named as the National Continuity Coordinator or his designee, as well as the chair for the Federal Reserve Resilience Committee when he issued the Executive Order 13961, Governance and Integration of Federal Mission Resilience, on December 7th, 2020. EO 13961 is the proof of devolution. He talks about this in Part 13 of Devolution. So what he's saying is, this is the same person who's running this, this um App, app NSA, okay? The assistant to the president of the National Security Affairs shall serve as the lead for policy coordination and review acting through the process described in the NSPM number four of April 4, 2017. The second thing to note is that the NSPM 14 established a biodefense steering committee, not only to continue the government, the government without with his, in his absence, but also to have a bio defense steering committee. The responsibility of this committee are, are important to remember. They should be chaired by the, the Secretary of Health and Human Services. The committee shall be responsible for monitoring and coordinating the implementation, implementation of the strategy. And hang on, let me back up. The heads, I'll bring this whole thing. <clears throat> the other members of the committee shall include the Secretary of State, the Secretary of Defense, Attorney General, the Secretary of Agriculture, the Secretary of Veterans Affairs, the Secretary of Homeland Security, the Administrator of, uh, of the EPA. The heads of other agents will, agencies will, with responsibilities or capabilities pertaining to biodefense shall participate at the invitation of the committee as appropriate. They'll be responsible for monitoring and coordinating the implementation of the strategy. The committee shall seek consensus with disagreements being addressed through the NSPM 4 process. The committee may establish appropriate consultative, consultative or advisory mechanisms to facilitate interaction with non-federal stakeholders. 
the secretary, as the chair of the committee, shall serve as the federal lead in coordinating the implementation of the strategy. Okay. <laughs> the point is, he's the head of this thing. And so they have others involved, but the, basically, according to the NSPM4 process, they can have all the discussion that they want, but it, he's going to make the final decision. Okay. This steering committee will be chaired by the Health, Human, uh, Health and Human Resources Secretary. We'll see that this same person come up later, so keep this in mind. Okay, the, the strategy being referred to is the National Biodefense Strategy. Okay, so all these things they're talking about in, in, as far as whether it's a deliberate or an accidental biological threat. He knew all of this. What's he going to do to, to counteract it? Okay, that's the whole point of the, this devolution part five of uh, 15. They also have the uh, potential to facilitate intentional misuse. They they knew that, they knew that, they knew this was gonna be something intentional. He even said that, they even said this in this document. Number 3.3.5, support the continuity of operations. Further refine, exercise and evaluate continuity of operations plans to continue the government despite it being stolen in a, in a fraudulent election, despite there being an attack of a bioweapon and ensure the national essential functions during and after bio incidents. 4.2.5, maintain comprehensive and effective continuity of operations, including appropriate devolution to ensure the preservation of the United States government structure under the U.S. Constitution and the continuing performance of the national essential functions under all conditions. Okay, so they are not going to let them stop them from being able to run the government. They're going to be in the key positions to make these, these decisions. Deliberate, okay, so the, the strategy discusses deliberate biological threats, Pathogens stored in laboratories that, a lot, that lack appropriate security. Let's see, was it, I think it was up here. Okay, here we go. It says it in this portion. Um, multiple nations have pursued clandestine biological weapons programs and a number of terrorist groups have sought to acquire biological weapons. In many countries around the world, pathogens are stored in laboratories that lack appropriate biosecurity measures where they could be diverted by actors who wish to do harm. Similarly, some laboratories do not have appropriate biocontainment or biosafety protocols, which could lead to an outbreak through a laboratory-acquired infection or if a pathogen is accidentally released into the environment. Biological material is ubiquitous and self-propagate and can self-propagate. Pathogens can be are found all over the world and in the environment, animal reservoirs, human, humans, and laboratories. A natural outbreak could can lead quickly to not only a public health crisis, but also a biosecurity vulnerability due to the thousands of clinical samples that are generated during an epidemic, which if handled without appropriate biosecurity measures could facilitate the development of a biological weapon. All right. And so he's, he's, they're saying that it's dangerous, all that, but then he's also saying here that potential in, uh, facilitate intentional misuse. They knew it. Okay. He knew this. So he's saying deliberate, deliberate biological threats, patho pathogens stored in laboratories that lack appropriate security, intentional misuse of advances in science and technology, the support and preservation of continuity of operations, including uh, appropriate devolution. So to continue our government despite what they're doing. Okay, so let's make sure that we, he says, make sure we have everything straight of what was going on. Two days after the lift of the moratorium on the gain of function, 
research, Fauci made the statement that no doubt Trump will face a surprise infectious disease outbreak. There are multiple examples of NGOs and the political establishment holding pandemic exercises. All these different exercises they're having on, on the pandemic. Isn't that interesting? Then next thing you know, you have a pandemic, right? We already know all this, but the president did too. And so what do you do? That's the point. The United States government was funding gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Envir Institute of Virology through grant money originating from Anthony Fauci, led NIAID. Remember how this was brought up in, in when he was brought up before Congress, that why are you giving them money? And it all came out that he, under the NIAID, Fauci was giving money to the Institute of Wuhan for gain-of-function research. All right, so we know all these things have come out, not on the mainstream media, but we've, we've been able to see these things. Trump's December 2017 national security strategy specifically mentions that the dangers of a pandemic, the financial lie, loss, the, the lives lost, all that. Okay, then that was December 2017. Then September 2018 in this NSPM uh, 14 was specifically geared towards supporting the national biodefense and this biodefense strategy. And they discuss the biological threats. This um, outlines the support and the preservation of the continuity of our government. NSPM 14 established a committee chaired by this, the Secretary of Health and Human Services that was tasked with this biodefense strategy. And the NSPM 14 established this national security advisor as the lead policy coordination and review to provide strategic input and facilitate policy integration for federal biodefense efforts. All right. So then, interesting, this is an interesting part about it, the, um, the modernizing influence of vaccines. Now, you guys know how I feel about vaccines, right? Okay, we're going to see what, what is President Trump going to do. All right. Now, We've already discussed there were hints of a pandemic that might arise during his administration. Sketchy things with the deep state and the pandemic exercises. There are interesting ties between the Wuhan Institute of Virology and Anthony Fauci, right? We know about the Judas goats. We've talked about that. Then look at what happens on the Wuhan Institute of Virology sometime September 12th. Now, follow this timeline, okay? And I just wanted to mention, you guys already know, that September 11th is obviously a huge date in our history. This is a, the date that they attacked our country. And it appears that's the same date that they attacked our country with this bioweapon. Interesting. You guys here know, because we, we've done the research, we know that the Lord Jesus' birthday is June 14th. And we know that his conception is September 11th. His conception is September 11th. Not his birthday. His conception is September 11th. 911 means danger, danger. Present. The, 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 I'm sorry. The, the king of the world has been conceived. He's become incarnate. And he's come to on this earth because Satan had been running the world. This is what I mean by this is biblical. That they that they they've known that the that you know they've been running the world for all this time and that we could not stop them, right? But when our Lord Jesus was incarnate, 
everything changed. Changed, And that's why they hate September 11th. That's why they use that as their day to attack because they, they, they hate that day. They hate the Lord Jesus Christ because he's the king of the world. They hate that the Lord Jesus Christ, the king of the world was conceived September 11th. Okay. And so they, they use that date as a date to attack. Okay. We also know that the preponderance of the evidence, evidence proves the virus did leak from the, the, um, Wuhan Environment um, Institute of Virology and that it did so sometime before September 12th, now 2019. Notice here that this is from uh, ranking member Michael McCall. Uh, he, he put this letter out through the House Foreign Affairs Committee Minority Staff. This report came out that this came out that was leaked from this lab. Remember how they kept talking about this was a lab leak, lab leak, lab leak. Now we know that that's not what it was. We know it came out of, the, out of there, but it wasn't leaked. It wasn't leaked. This was something intentional. But either way, this is based upon multiple pieces of evidence laid out on the report, including that the sudden removal of the Wuhan environment, I'm going to just call it Wuhan virus and sample database in the middle of the night, September 12, 2019. Number two, safety concerns expressed by top PRC scientists in 2019 and unusually scheduled maintenance at the Wuhan Institute. Athletes, number three, athletes at the military world games held in Wuhan in October 2019 became sick and symptoms similar to COVID-19, both while in Wuhan and also shortly after returning to their home countries. This is all in this report put out by Michael McCall and the House Foreign Affairs Committee, okay? Number four, satellite imagery of Wuhan in September and October 2019 that showed a significant uptick in the number of people at local hospitals and the, and the Wuhan headquarters and, and a high number of patients with the symptoms of COVID-19. Number five, the installation of the People's Liberation Army's bioweapons expert as the head of the Wuhan biosafety level four lab. That, again, was right around the same time. Actions by the Chinese Communist Party and scientists working at or affiliated with the Wuhan uh, Institute to hide or cover up the type of research being conducted there. All of that points to that this is when they did the war they, the, uh, uh, on our country. We also know that our president, I think it was just the day before, that he basically won the, the, the financial war with against China. Remember that? He was like, we're going to put tariffs on them. We're going to make sure that they don't keep running game on us. Remember how President Trump did that? That was right at the same time. But I want to show you proof that President Trump knew exactly what they were doing and what they were going to do as far as uh, attacking our country. He knew it. He was ahead of them. And so on the 10th of September, 2019, he fired John Bolton. Like, who cares? Because he was in that key position. He was in that key position and it, he was a placeholder, as we've talked about on the board, the Q board. He was a placeholder. He was just there for, a short, for this period of time. And when the time was right, when President Trump knew what they were going to do and, and, and they were pulling the trigger on this thing, he removed this, this faker, this uh, basically this uh, deep stater, John Bolton, and he put in the person that he wanted to be in that key role, which was O'Brien. Uh, the very next day, September 19th, I'm sorry, this was on September 18th, 2019, Robert O'Brien took office as the NSA, the National Security Advisor. 
President Trump knew what they were doing exactly. And he is the moves and the counter moves. Thank you so much for uh, putting piecing this together. I had not noticed that before. Thank you, Patel Patriot, for that. So this is who was put in this key role who would be able to manage this, the, the, the bioweapon. Uh, you know, Bolton couldn't do anything about it before because everything was just being put in place. But now that the, that the game is on, the war is on, now you see what's going to happen, okay, with this, with this key person in this position. Now, then September 19th, Trump issued the executive order 13887. Look at this, modernizing influenza vaccines at, in the United States to promote national security and public health. What is this? All right. So basically, um, it's, it's talking about all the things that the influenza can do. And it said, I'll, be back, I'll just to, uh, read the highlighted items. Um, this is a public health and national security priority as influenza has the potential to significantly harm the United States and other interests, right? And um, to advance the development of a new, broadly protective vaccine candidates that provide more effective and long-lasting immunities. He put it in executive order that he could create these vaccines. All right, so don't worry. Don't just hang on tight for me because I know you're like, but he's, not you, but some, some of the people are just don't get it, don't understand the position that he was in so that he can promote this, uh, to do this vaccine because he's got to stop them from locking us down. He, they, their intention was to lock us down and to make, and to make it where we'd, we'd be begging for a vaccine after three or four years of being locked down, where we'd be penniless and just like, give us anything, just <laughs> whatever. And so the president put this in an executive order to get this done under Operation Warp Speed so that, yes, they're attacked, but let's minimize the attack. Let's get this thing and get, get over with it by Operation Warp Speed. Let's get, get on past it so that we can, there that doesn't have the, devastating, destructive effect on the United States that they intend, okay? Um, section three, National Influenza Vaccine Task Force. There is hereby established a National Influenza Vaccine Task Force. The task force shall identify actions to achieve the uh, objectives identified in section two of this order and monitor and report on the implementation and results of those in actions. The task force shall be co-chaired by the Secretary of Defense and the Secretary of Health and Human Services or their designees. So President Trump is moving forward with this. EO 13887, within 120 days of the date of this order, the task force shall submit a report to the president through the assistant to the president of national security affairs. The new guy, this new guy right here, he's the one at the helm, O'Brien, not the bad guy, the, the deep stater, Bolton. Okay, we've got O'Brien in here now. Okay, so, and he's the one who's who's part of this continuity of government. Um, so all these ones, they will support, uh, submit this report to the president and have a five-year national plan to promote the use of a more agile, scalable vaccine manufactured technologies and to accelerate development of vaccines that protect against many or all influenza viruses. Number two, recommendations for encouraging nonprofit, academic, and private se uh, sector influenza vaccine in innovation. Number three, Recommendations for increasing influenza vaccination among the populations recommended by the CDC. All right, so he's playing. He's allowing them to play their hand to do what they were going to do. But he's also got the ability to create. I'm going to show you that in just a second. Let me not get ahead of myself. 
<coughs> the task force created by the EO 13887 and co-chair Secretary of Defense and Secretary of Health and Human Services was to submit a report to the president through these very key positions. Okay, so now you've got O'Brien who's doing this. Keep in mind, he is that the NS. Uh, PM 14 established the National Security Advisor as the lead for the policy coordination and review. An assistant is Joe Grogan and Brooke Rollins. Joe started this position at the time of the EEO 1387 was issued. However, he resigned and was replaced by Brooke Rollins. Okay. And then Trump's first term ended. Brooke went on to form a key organization, and that was the America First Policy Institute. And you've also got the Director of Operation uh, of Office of Management and Budget, Russell Voigt, and the Director of Office of Science and Technology Policy, Kevin Drogemeyer. All right. So then the final interesting thing within 13887 uh, is that is what is tasked as the to the Secretary of Defense. The Secretary of Defense shall provide the OMB with the cost estimate of transitioning DOD's annual procurement of influenza vaccines to vaccines manufactured both domestically and through faster, more scalable, innovative technologies. Number two, the, condu the conduct of epidemiology epidemiological studies of vaccine effectiveness to improve knowledge of the clinical effect of the current licensed influenza vaccines. Number four, identify opportunities to, the US, to use DOD's vaccine research and development enterprise in collaboration with the HHS to include both early discovery and design of influenza vaccines, as well as later stage evaluation of candidate influenza vaccines. And number five, the investigate in collaboration with the HHS alternative cor correlates of immune protection that could facilitate development of next generation influenza vaccines. Number six, to direct and the conduct of a study to assess the feasibility of using DOD's advanced manufacturing facility for manufacturing cell-based or recombinant, I don't know how to say that word, influenza vaccines during a pandemic, and to accelerate the research regarding rapid, scalable, prophylactic influenza antibody approaches to complement a universal vaccine initiative and address gaps of cert in certain vaccine coverage. What's, what are they saying? They're going, it appears to the deep state, to the bad guys. Yay, our plan is working. Trump is doing, you know, that what he what we want him to do. And, and we're going to have, we're going to put out our vaccine and they won't even know what hit them until afterward. What they didn't realize, what he, he was several steps, steps ahead of them. So look at what his, he has done. He's, he's allowed them to do what they were going, because they were going to do it anyway. And if he fought against them, he would, they're going to call him, uh, you know, um, <laughs> uh, anti-vaxxer how horrible would that be they were going to call him you know and 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 lambaste him he had no options now this guy um patriot patel did a did a poll he said because the president trump has said to take the vaccine how many more of you are taking it because he said <laughs> like maybe one percent were right only one percent everybody else is is thinking with themselves but on the other hand the, the people who are against trump they're not taking it because he said to take it either, okay? He can say these things, but it's not really affecting people's actions, okay? It's not affecting people's actions. So he's not responsible for, for killing people. He is trying his hardest to stop what they are trying to do. So all these things that he has put into place are going to work for this very moment right here, which you probably have not even heard about. I just posted this on Telegram. 
this was just posted. Let me see if I can find it. Yesterday, let's see, the 22nd. Let me see if I can find the date that it was posted. This was just December, it was updated uh, December 22nd. The point is that this is where the U.S. Army creates a single vaccine against all COVID and SARS variants, researchers say. This is what they've been working on since President Trump started the, did the executive order to start this thing, right? When they, when they've declared war, then we say, okay, we're starting working on this vaccine. This was two years ago. Now look what the army has come out with. It's a, it's a single vaccine against all COVID and SARS variants. Now, before I even get into reading about it, <coughs> I want to tell you that whether you take it or not, this is kind of like this Omicron that it's everywhere. We're all going to have, uh, basically have this herd immunity and likely it's from this very source. That this is what's going to stop all this baloney of all these variants and all of that because this is going to give everyone herd immunity against it. And so what they were using is saying, oh, we're going to have these vaccines and it'll all be through the, the private sector and it's going to be, you know, the Pfizer and the J&J and the Moderna and all these so that they can make so much money on us and use this not only to destroy us financially, but to destroy our health. We're going to have this one that is they're not making any money on. This is not something for, for big pharma to make any money on. But look at what's going to happen within weeks. Walter Reed's researchers expect to announce that human trials show success against Omicron and even future strains. Within weeks, scientists at the Walter Reed Army Institute of Research expect to announce that they have developed a vaccine that is effective against COVID-19 and all its variants, even Omicron, as well as pre previous SARS origin viruses that have killed millions of people worldwide. So they did theirs. And it's <laughs> how many it's you get the shot and then the booster and then a shot and then a booster and a shot and a booster and a forever and ever. Whereas this one from President Trump, because he's always trying to promote the vaccine because he wants people to do this one. He's not saying you have to do it. You don't have to do it. But it's going to pro provide herd immunity worldwide. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. The achievement is the result of almost two years work on the virus. The Army lab received its first DNA sequence of the COVID-19 virus early in 2020. Very early on, Walter Reed's infectious diseases branch decided to focus on making a vaccine that would work against not just the existing strain, but all of its potential variants as well. Clearly, that's not what Pfizer has done. They have, they, of course, we know that they, they were never, never intend to make people well. They intend to keep people on their pill and on their shots, right? That's what they intend to do. But President Trump is directing them to let's get this thing cured once and for all, knock it out. Um, what well, very early, okay, not just against the existing strain, but all its potential variants as well. Walter Reed spike. Ferritin nanoparticle COVID-19 vaccine, or SPFN, completed animal trials earlier this year with positive results. Phase one of human trials wrapped up this month again with positive results that are undergoing final review. Dr. Kavion, whatever, a director of Walter Reed's infectious disease branch, said in an exclusive interview with Defense One on, on Tuesday, this, is, this document is from Defense One. I mean, 
<coughs> sorry. I'm so sorry, y'all. Uh, I didn't know it's, it's on defense one. Bear with me. This document here is defense one. I've got it right here pulled up. Defense one. This is a an army uh, uh, website. Okay, that gives gives information about about the, the army. All right, so go back to here. The achievement, um, the new vaccine will still need to undergo phase two and phase three trials. We're testing our vaccine against all different variants, including Omicron. Um, Mo Jared said, but on Wednesday, uh, Walter Reed officials said in a statement that its vaccine was not tested on the Omicron variant, but later clarified in an email to Defense One that while the recently discovered variant was not part of the animal studies, it is being tested in the lab against clinical human trial samples. The, these neutralization assays test whether antibodies can inhibit the growth of a virus. We want to wait for those clinical data to be able to be uh, to kind to be able to make the full public announcements. So far, everything has moved along exactly as we had hoped. This is the, this is the true, the, the cure will spread. I need to probably show, pull that up on, on, the, on the board so you can see that one. With Omicron, there's no way to escape the virus. You're not going to be able to avoid it. So I think pretty much uh, soon, either the whole world will be vaccinated or they'll be infected. There's just no way that you cannot have it be, be affected by Omicron. And this is what's going to uh, cause herd immunity. The next step is seeing how the new pan-coronavirus vaccine interacts with the people who were previously vaccinated or previously sick. Walter Reed is working with the yet-to-be-named industry partner for that wider rollout. We need to evaluate it in the real-world setting and try to understand how does the vaccine perform in much larger numbers of individuals who have already been vaccinated with some something either else initially or have already been sick. He said if Walter Reed's 2,500 staff have had some role in the vaccine's nearly two-year development. Boom. <coughs> what are they, I hope they work on cat allergies next. We decided to take a long look, uh, take a look at the long game rather than just only focusing on the origin, original emergence of SARS and instead understand that viruses mutate. There will be variants that emerge future viruses that may emerge in terms of new species. Our platform and our approach will equip people to be prepared for that. So this is his, his recap. In early 2020, with President Trump as president, the DOD began research on a vaccine that was effective against not just COVID-19, but all previous SARS or origin viruses and future variants. I'll tell you, what. how can you imagine the world without the common cold? How about that? <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? They've been working for the, on this for two years. Nearly all of Walter Reed's 2,500 staff have had some role in the development, and this is the first we heard about it. <laughs> this vaccine could be the death blow to the New World Order plans. The fact that this type of research was even happening was because the door opened to the DOD 13887. We need to look at this from a 40,000 foot view because the implications are truly stunning. Let's recap. Two days after the moratorium, right? Trump, Fauci said there's going to be a, an infectious disease outbreak. Trump will have. Number two, there are multiple examples of these people doing the pandemic exercises, right? We know about that. The, the U.S. government was funding this gain of research through Fauci in the NIAID. Number four, in December 2017, President Trump put out the NSS, the security strategy, and to try to mitigate against the pandemic. Number five, 
September 2018, NSPM 14 was specifically geared towards supporting the biodefense and was issued in conjunction with the National Biodefense Strategy. And then the NSPM 14 established the National Security Advisor as the lead for policy coordination and review to provide strategic input. So all these things that were in place, President Trump knew about these. And so they, that's just circumstantial evidence that they were that they were, we were going to be under attack. So this is what happened. Look at the timeline. September 10th, Bolton is fired. September 12th, the COVID-19 escaped from the Wuhan Institute. September 12th, the virus and sample data were removed in the middle of the night. Smoking gun, right? September 18th, 2019, O'Brien took over the NSA position. Okay, he's the lead for the policy coordination. September 19th, EO 13887 was issued to, to start the production of this true cure. The cure will spread. Not what they said, not their horrible uh, uh, vaccine, which is anything but, but a, the true one that they've been working on for two years is a similar feeling to Christopher Miller, who has was the appointed the acting secretary of defense the day after the Associated Press declared Joe Biden as the winner, right? So this is who will, who will do the continuity of government when President Trump ostensibly is not in place, okay? Trump knew the pandemic was coming. He started to prepare the battlefield and we can clearly see EE, EO 13887 plays a major role in this preparation. I, I, who adores President Trump? That'll be me. <coughs> I said it before. Trump knew the election was going to be stolen. And if he had done nothing about it, I would consider him complicit in the destruction of America. Same thing about the pandemic. He knew it was coming. If he didn't do anything about it, he'd be he'd be complicit in the destruction of America. But he did. He did. And it's it's very high level strategy. It had to work. It had to work. It had to look like they were going to win. It had to look like that. And now with what they have done, they've been able to spend all their ammunition here and now to the fourth booster and all this baloney. And our military has the true cure. The cure will spread. I'm going to go and I'm going to get that for, you know, what? I'm going to do it right now because I know if I don't do it now, I'll forget. Here it is. You guys post five, five, six, the cure will spread worldwide. Have faith, Patriot. The cure will spread. <laughs> that's what this is about. This is what, what President Trump was working on. And this one is going to be done. And they, and see there, if he had tried to come out with this before they had gone through all of, all of their, uh, uh, you know, oh, you're trying to, to run the world because you're, you know, you're communist and you're trying to, you know, force people to take something that I want. No, that's you. You know how they always do. They, they project. And so he had to do it this way. It's high level strategy. and It had to work. That's why he's always touting Operation Warp Speed, that he he forced this to go much, much faster than what they had wanted it to so that they would be able to be get it over with. You know, if they're going to if you're going to get the blow, if you're going to get the body blow, let's get it over with as fast as possible. OK, so that we can get to the cure will spread. Right. Um, that's what Operation Warp Speed about is about. Two primary steps Trump took to fight COVID-19 and the plan of control brought about by the deep state. I think we need to look at it a little closer. Um, Operation Warp Speed Plan. It's a partnership between the Department of Defense and the Department of Health and Human Services to support the development of manufacture and distribution of vaccines to help achieve the goal. Okay, they, they 
this is what um, the Operation Warp Speed was. Their their job was to develop this vaccine. Let me back it up. The development of COVID-19 vaccine was crucial to mitigating the public health and economic impacts of the virus. By the end of March 2020, with the initiation of the first clinical trials, the race was on in the United States to develop a vaccine. On December 14, 2020, the United States took an important step to protect the public against the vaccine as the first vaccine shots developed in a shorter time than any previous vaccine were administered. So they came out with theirs, which we know that they had theirs prepared for long, much, much, much longer, but they were not gonna use them right away. They were gonna wait and lock us down and do all this until they were ready until we were desperate for it, okay? And so that's what President Trump avoided with forcing them to say, let's, we need to go ahead and get this, get this moving, get this moving. He said they didn't like it, that they, they were, he was pushing them and rushing them, right? Okay. And the, um, in September, 2020, they stressed the importance of having a plan that focused on coordination and communication with record and recommended that HHS, with the support of the Department of Defense, establish a time frame for documenting and sharing a national plan for distributing and administering COVID-19 vaccines, forcing them, hurrying them, right? So <clears throat> they establish a partnership to support the development and manufacture and distribution of vaccines. Remember why the DOD and the HHS are so important. The, the HHS is the chair of the Biodefense Steering Committee with um, um, tasked with implementing this biodefense strategy that was established by the NSPM 14. And the Secretary of Defense and Secretary of HHS co-chaired the National Influenza Vaccine Task Force. EO 13887 allowed the, D the Secretary of Defense to implement the vaccine development within the DOD as part of the Department of Defense. With that framework, they're assisting Big Pharma in fast-tracking this vaccine development, manufacturing, and distribution. We know they're part of the deep state, and they would love to keep us in a perpetual state of vaccines and variants. But if Trump hadn't issued this 13887 then and implemented Operation Warp Speed, it could have taken years for, before we ever saw a vaccine. And that perpetual nightmare of variants and vaccines would have become a reality. Just how long would they have kept us locked down? Instead, 13887 paved the way for fast-track vaccines, and the DOD and HHS helped to get those vaccine, uh, big pharma vaccines to the public ASAP. This heroically sabotaged the deep state's original plan. Their entire timeline was overhauled and replaced with Trump's timeline. Now, this is where some minor speculations come into play, and I'm only speculating based on the evidence I put forward. Um, I believe Operation Warp Speed may be twofold. Um, tr Trump not only moved the timeline up many years, he allowed them to get their vaccines distributed ASAP. This necessitated the acceleration of their phase two variant, which brought about the need for new vaccines and new boosters. This accelerated rollout made their plan obvious to the world. How many shots was it gonna take, right? If you wouldn't necessarily have known this if it was if it was spread over a long, much longer period. Endless variants, endless vaccines, and the ostracization, ostracization of anyone who did not comply. This exposed Fauci, Big Pharma, everybody in the world. But before this happened, you know, you'd say you you were not a vaccine person. People look at you like, are you crazy? Now half the country feels that way, right? Or more. It's just a fact. We were, 
most of us were just whatever the doctor would say that whatever the CDC recommended, we're like, give it to me, give me the shot give me the whatever. And not so much anymore. Right. Second, the second part is, is the behind the scenes production of an effective single vaccine that works against all future variants. This catch all vaccine destroys their plan in one blow. While they were gearing up for a dark winter and more lockdowns, we get news of a vaccine that ends the current virus and all future viruses that they could throw at us. The point here is that while the DOD and HHS were helping to rush the ineffective big pharma vaccines to market, they were working on their own vaccine in secret. There were zero leaks. That tells me it was a whiteout operation. Part of the mandate for the DOD and the HHS under the Operation Warp Speed was to assist in the development of the big pharma vaccines. But clearly, big pharma wasn't in the loop about this new military vaccine that ended, that could end the pandemic outright. Everything we covered uh, further solidifies this devolution is in play. Many of the same players we know to be involved in the devolution based on what we discussed in part 13 of devolution also play significant roles in Trump's pandemic counter moves. The Operation Trump set in motion surrounding the pandemic and the devolution operation discussed in the devolution series are one in the same. All right. This is amazing. Now, I will tell you this. <laughs> These people, who knows what they might pull after this, because I've talked about that they would, you know, they're, they're desperate and, and they're a dangerous animal. And who knows what, what a dangerous animal might do if their back is against the wall, right? But I think at this point, after this, and people realize, hey, you know, we're we're well. We we should never have listened to Fauci. We should never have listened to Big Pharma. We should never have listened to these people, you know, and and all the other things that we see going on. They're like, look at what happened with the Epstein trial and and this uh, this Maxine trial rather, and. And look now at, at Prince Andrew and, and look what the, the media said about Rittenhouse and that was not true. And it just, it just builds one under an, upon another, upon another. You know, we've been saying this is what they were going to do and they're going to want to lock us down. They're going to want us to have, have passports. And, and, and you're like, oh, no, that's a conspiracy theory. Now people realize, you know, you were, <laughs> you were right. And maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe I should give you a listen. And maybe I'll go check out Truth Social right? Maybe people will come over to Truth Social because that's where truth will be happening. And guys, that's happening real quick here in February. It's, it's all this timing is so important that the, that the truth will come out. <laughs> like President Trump said, you're going to post a truth. I love it. I love that. I love that. So get ready for that. That's coming up. All right. So I wanted you to see this. I, want, I will put on here, I want to make sure that you guys know, okay, how to find my voice is just about gone. Here are Patel Patriots Devolution Series on patelpatriot.substack.com. Okay. And I will make sure that you have the link to that. So you can, and also there's a guy who does a really good job of reading <coughs> all of it piece by piece. Really, really great job. And there's also another video that I shared on our Telegram. So make sure that you join our Telegram because that's where we post everything, you know, the hot off the press uh, issues every day. And um, I've also done other videos. If you search right here, um, uh, here in the categories, I do the other videos on devolution about how our, our country is, is, is not being run by these bad guys, but it's being that, that um, we are under this thing called devolution. And that 
it's what Patriot Patel, this whole series is about. So I, anyway, that's, it's really, really great to do research on that. All right. I think that's everything. I think that's everything. All right. Thanks guys for listening. And I'm so glad that you bear, bear with me. I'm, I'm going to just keep trying to get well from this and not play with the kitty cats. And anyway, if you have not seen the book, definitely check into the book. This might be a sometime that you have to read and realize this is the end of them. No doubt. This is the end of their rule over us. And it's the beginning of a thousand years of peace. Can you imagine having cure for the common cold? Like imagine having the cure for cancer. Imagine having the cure for you name it. That's where we're headed. That's what this is about. This that it's the end of, of them. This is what the Bible talks about. And I'm working on my, my sequel to this about it's just all throughout the Old Testament that this day would, would come. And all that they had told us, all that they had lied to us about to, to strike fear was not true. So definitely read it and definitely share it with your friends. And if you want to, you can go actually on freedomforce.live and go to the audiobook and, and listen to the audiobook. <coughs> Before we go, let's pray. Thank you so much, Lord, for our wonderful president who has been able to see all these steps ahead. Thank you, Lord. This is the promise that you gave us that we would be set free from these people one day and that we get a front row seat to see exactly that happen. And Lord, just help us to be uh, to to be on the front lines fighting as hard as we can. Help us to wake somebody up today. Help us to, to help them to piece this together, that to trust President Trump, trust the plan, trust this military operation, because this is the this is what's happening. We're we're not uh, uh, we're not they're not in control and that you are in control and that this is your plan. Um, because as you say in your word, you have, you know, the plans you have for us, plans to prosper us and not to harm us, to give us hope and a future. And we have such a bright, bright future coming up. Oh Lord, we thank you for helping us to piece all this together and uh, use us however you see fit. And uh, we're not worried one little bit. We just trust you completely. And uh, we pray all these things in your wonderful name, King Jesus. Amen. All right, guys. I love you guys so much. Real quick, don't forget to go and check out the slippers and, and um, the sheets and the blankets and all the wonderful things that you can get on mypillow.com. I just love it, love it, love it. Um, uh, keep your feet all toasty warm in the winter and check out this, these patriots were told not to, <laughs> they couldn't do fireworks and look what they did. I love Patriots. I love you guys. And I want you guys to have a great day and I will talk to you soon. Bye.